0: Is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her? Herm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised.
1: When my soul is in a dump, I rehearse everything I know of you, from Jordan Depths to Herman Heights, including Mount Mazar.
2: Hey, ladies, welcome back to Balance Her. Today, we are discussing Kimberly Lawson's The Woman God Created You to Be. Uh, We hope that you enjoyed your little break with family. Um, I didn't particularly celebrate 4th of July because our day is Juneteenth, but (laughs) we did take that little break, and um, we are glad to be back and discussing this book with you. On the show, we do reviews. And we just talk some real life things that hopefully helps you balance out your life, your lifestyle, and balance a life of faith um, and impactful books. And so this book in particular, about a woman I feel like that kind of rediscovered herself in God in God's image of her. And um, she's kind of walking through and talking about that. I feel like it's a very good book for a starter um, if you are just starting into your self improvement, um, something like that. Now, if you have already kind of been impacted throughout your life or have have real life experiences and have a, are a little bit deeper, this book may not be as effective for you or or life changing per se. However, the things that she says are is correct, and so it is and it is an easy read. Um, that's just my take on it. What about you guys?
1: So I thought it was an easy read as well. Um, it was very easy to like navigate through it. I like how the chapters and the sections were divided up. She did a great job of like, uh, giving lists. So for every chapter, there's like a list with like practical steps and, and some of the stuff you may already know, but I like the way that she outlined it and kind of yeah. walked you through like her life story from beginning um to where she is now. So I I really enjoyed the book. Um, but yeah, I agree. It was a, a very easy read. Um, I would still recommend a book. Like if someone asked me uh would I recommend this book, I would recommend it to like friends or family who who needed something to read. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like you know, given, what am I, like, about three, four years into my personal walk. Um, this would have been great, like, year one of it. Um, and it was an easy read. I felt like it was very conversational, very, like, mm-hmm. she was kind of sitting in my living room. Um, my only, like, thing with it was, one, it, it's very, you know, very general. And she, I guess because she is, she normally writes novels, I think. Yes. like. Mm -hmm. so she kept going back and forth in time and that's kind of like it made my mind kind of like okay wait what what are we talking about real quick wait what and then I know she used it as a way to explain her point but I could tell she was really a novel writer
2: instead of a kind of self-help writer that makes sense yeah I can agree with that because she does that is um her background and I think that is why she was kind of going back and forth in the only other thing I also saw was a, it was a lot of repetitiveness, a little bit. Yes, um, I agree. It was
1: a lot of repeating stuff. I do like that she included a um, a scripture at the end of every chapter. So I, yes, I yes. really enjoyed that a lot.
2: Yes, um, and I like that. And like you said, I did like the out- outline. So yes. you know, overall, I think it's a, a good book if you are looking for something to to read or like Alexa said, if it's you're you're new in your walk. Um, I think that it's really, it'll be really, really good for you. If you're not new, it may be more of a refresh refresher. That's right. kind of how I got, what I got from it.
1: Um, I can agree with that.
2: And so the, the first thing she talked about that I thought was um, pretty common because who doesn't have the, um, what do they call it, the the daddy syndrome, what do they call that when the father is... Daddy uh, issues? Me, yes, me, what is it? Father, Daddy issues, yes. Daddy, daddy issues. issues, yes. So, that was um, for me it really, that's kind of how I connected to the book because I was adopted and I did not meet my biological father literally until two years ago. Not. It's not even two years, I think it'll be two in December. Um and so I got what she meant, even though it's different, um, even though he didn't technically know about me per se, there were so many different rumors I had heard over the years saying that he did know versus he didn't know, whatever. But as a child, when you're growing up, regardless of the circumstances, you don't understand why your parents may or may not want you. And it right. does play a lot into your psyche. It plays a lot into your development. Yes. It's the first, um, in my book, that's the first thing I say that the enemy used to attack me with rejection because my mom mm-hmm. and dad were not a part of my life. And though I'm old enough now to make sense of it, at when you're young, you don't have that background knowledge of or understanding of, well, this was the best thing for me. They couldn't take care of me. Whatever I, the reason may be. Now I'm extremely grateful that I was given away. I, I, I honestly am. I know that I would not be the person that I am today. Even with what the things that I had to deal with in my adoptive family, I still know that what they instilled in me made me to be who I am. And yeah. I don't think that I would be the same person Had I been raised by my biological parents and that's just the honest truth. Um, I think that that was a good mix of what God did. I think God needed their, their genetics, but my parents Mm -hmm. upbringing, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense.
1: Um, No, that makes complete sense. I like the fact that I think, like, sometimes going, growing up as kids, you don't think, like, things will impact you. You're like, oh, this just happened to me when um, I was younger. Like, it's not a big deal. But I think there's a chapter or there's an area in a book where she talks about, like, everything that happens to you, it matters. And it's something, like, you need to pay attention to. So when she talks about her, her dad, it was interesting, like, how whether you grow up with your parents or don't grow up with your parents, it impacts everyone so differently. So for her, she doesn't want to have kids. Like she made the decision yes. that she didn't want to have kids because her dad wasn't in her life. And even though her mom remarried, she was just like, this is just too much. She saw her mom like go through uh, two separations with guys, And she was just like, I don't want to be that single parent. Although she's married, she's just like, I don't want to have to experience that. So it was just interesting seeing how like that impacted her but everything that happens to you, like it, it just matters so much. So you, you definitely have to have time to like, just Processing. do soul searching. <laughs> yeah. Yes, cause it all comes back. It comes back and it,
2: and you don't even realize how much it comes back. It comes back in your relationships, the mean you choose, cause ooh. you're looking for something, you know, you're I, really ooh. looking for something. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I am, can be transparent. I, I got pregnant at 15 by a 22-year-old man. That was obvious daddy issues. Like, why? <laughs> you know, like, like the you, girl. <laughs> I, right now at this moment, I'm like, ew, what was you thinking? Like, <laughs> I, Thank God for my child, but, like, really? So, it, it impacts you. It's really, it's a major impact. And that, um, and even when she talks about forgiving him. That's so important because you're never gonna be able to heal and move forward from these situations if you don't go ahead and forgive um the people and then just be an understanding of their position. Like for me, I was the opposite of, of her. Um I wanted kids and I wanted to be very present in my kids' life because of what happened to me. I was bound and determined that I was not going to do the same thing that my parents did, like period. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, it was it was really different. I wanted the joy of having kids and, and, and letting them know that I love them and they love me and that unconditional love that I felt like I, I was kind of missing. It mattered for me to forgive. Because I still couldn't be a good parent and a loving parent to my own kids while I was harboring these issues against my parents. I love that she talks about the forgiveness aspect of it. Putting yourself in their place because you just don't know. Like, you don't know what the situation was at the time. You don't understand the circumstances. You don't understand what they're really truly battling. Rejection is, is truly for your protection. And I'm a living witness of that.
1: Yeah, right. I I agree with that.
0: Um, No, I was just gonna say I I think forgiveness, especially our parents, um, is crucial because I had I came from a two parent home. My parents were still married, but one thing I've been realizing on my own journey um, is the I was emotionally neglected. Um, You know, I was a good kid. I, I didn't, you know, my brother broke all the rules. Um, so I was left like, okay, she's the good child. Like I don't have to worry about her. So that actually started to plant that wanting validation, that needing emotional support. So what I would do is just stay in relationships that just weren't healthy, but because yeah. they offered me a little bit of emotional support, I was like, well, this makes me feel better. And I, you know, it just, it's crazy that you know, whatever it is to your childhood, it could be someone picked on you. Don't disregard it. You know, everyone has different things in their life, but the littlest thing can really affect you as a child. And someone calling you ugly as a, 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 in kindergarten, you could hold that till
2: forever. Yeah, you can. You really can. And especially if it's a few people, then you know, in your <laughs> mind as a child, that's, uh,
1: everybody thinks I'm ugly. And it's like yeah, three right. oh, okay. and that's <laughs> all you remember. <laughs> that's all you repeat to yourself over and over, like, okay, everybody think I'm ugly, and then it becomes a part of your psyche. And then you have when you become an adult, you're like, Okay, why do I feel this way about myself or why do I have self-esteem issues? And then you realize, okay, this goes back from when I was a child, and this is something that I still need to address internally. Um, that I didn't deal with, that I thought, okay, well, that just happened to me, and I pushed it back in the back of my mind. But okay, no, this is still coming back up. So yes, everything has to be addressed.
2: It does, and then as I want to say to parents, you also have to take think taking um, mind a combination of everything that's going on with your kids. So for yeah. me, I was being talked about, and then I was coming home. And I was not being shown affection and love either. So when you combine those two together, you begin as a child, this whole thing comes in your mind. Well, that's how, you know, nobody, nobody likes me. They think I'm ugly. My parents don't even hug me and love on me. It all make you, you, it becomes this whole big thing in your head because you're putting two and two together. And you're like, oh, this is the reason. Not realizing that your parents have their own struggles, too, that they're trying to overcome and and get rid of. And my mother revealed to me after she read my book that she never was shown affection growing up as a child. Um, she had several brothers and sisters. And kind of just like me, she said her mother kept all the other brothers and sisters and had a relationship with them but her. She was spent, sent to live with her grandmother, and her mother never told her that she loved her or anything like that. And so reading my mom's my mom reading my book, it actually changed my mom's life because she said she did not know how much she affected me and how she was doing the exact same thing that was done to her. And wow. she changed. Like, my mother, before she passed, like, I want to say the last good 15 years, my mother was not the same mother that I grew up with, like, at all. The way she was to my kids was totally different. Like, if I would have told my kids some of the stuff my mom didn't give to me, my kids would be like, Granny, no, she did not. <laughs> you is lying on my nana. <laughs>
1: like y'all got a whole different now <laughs> right grandparents are completely different from mamas oh, like yes. <laughs> i look at how my mom's spoils my uh nieces and nephews her grandkids and i'm like this is not the mama i grew up with like right. she was she was a, a strict task master <laughs> but yes. one thing that you said Chandra, was you're breaking a generational curse like to hear that your mom um Her mom sent her away. She sent you away, but you didn't do that with your kids. So now your kids get to see something different that they that they don't have to deal with. They don't have to worry about like the trauma of having to be raised by another parent or anything like that. But I think um, you said something else that was really good too. Once you see that your parents are human, yes, and that they're a person and they're just trying to figure it out, just like you are, and like parents. I don't have any kids, but I just realized, like, I have so much more grace for parents. My mom, my dad, you don't come with a manual. Like, right. once she had me, it wasn't a manual that said, okay, well, on day one, she's going to be like this. Day <laughs> two, like, no, they're just trying to figure it out. And yes. the only blueprint that they have is what they experience. So they parents. try to do better as much as they can, but they may not have the resources or the ability yes. to do so. So, like, once you just learn okay, they did the best that they could. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me into this world. Thank you for whatever you did give to me. I appreciate that. And I realized that you did all that you could do.
2: Yeah. And especially for me, because my I'm talking about the mother that raised me. So I'm like, you just taking me in was more than enough. You know what I mean? Like, right. I I can't I can't fault you for that. You 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 tried. You did you did the best that you could possibly do, and I will I will always love my mother for that because my mother is the first person I feel like really showed me unconditional love because I wasn't even her blood. And you and my mom my mama loved us some Shonda. Okay, like you can tell <laughs> her that I want hers, and she would tell you that's my baby. Don't mess with her, <laughs> Like... That was my mom, like, and I I don't know, I don't know nothing else. So to me, she was amazing, despite her flaws, despite the things that we went through and some of the traumas that I faced. It's like, you know, people that know my story, they're, they're like, "How could you be like that?" Because you know, my dad did do some things to me that he shouldn't have, but I still love my dad because, again, he still, they still chose me, and they still did the best that they could do in my life. I was provided for. I never wanted for nothing um, financially. I never, you know, went a day not hungry. They did the best that they could do for for me. Well, the best that they had with what they were given. So, you know, you just got to be be mindful of that when you're dealing with your parents. And, and like you said, just knowing that they're human. So right. she goes from the, basically her childhood and her upbringing and going through, The forgiveness of her dad and even the fact that she loses her mom and the grace that her mother always exhibited to her when she was alive was so beautiful and gave her a true example of what God was. And that's how she was able to reconnect and I believe, you know, find herself because she had that foundation. And so she even goes on to talk about, I would say, church hurt and church people. Mm hmm.
1: Yep that's that's real
2: yeah and we can like, hit on that with the relational intelligence church <laughs> people still are still people
0: <laughs> people yes that was one thing i had to learn i got a crash course in because i was like oh people are just people right no right. matter
1: what their title no is <laughs>
0: And, I, and it's like, you know, people like to use titles. You know, you could be CEO, creative director, uh, pastor. You know, as humans, we we feel some type of way with these titles. But when you really look at pe- people and humans and the soul, we all the same. We all going to lie at some point. We're all going to do things we shouldn't do. We're going to be self-seeking. So it's, it's you know, we want to put people up high because of these like little name tags we have but it's like when we all up in line trying to get into heaven we really are just the same
1: That's right i don't think there's gonna be a prior- priority line or a vip line or anything <laughs> like that we're all gonna have to stand in line and stand before jesus for ourselves and get, get an account of what we did but it's gonna be a nicer seat next to him, though
2: if you do right
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about before we before we get in, like yes. it's not gonna be like okay, you get to skip like a uh, like you can pay five hundred dollars to get your VIP table like at the front, like a skip pass. Oh, it's it's like, like, oh, it's I don't
0: think they that. It's like oh, you were a doctor. Okay, we go in this line. Lawyers here, pastors here. Yeah. Oh, you weren't nobody. Happen. Oh, you got to go in the back of the line. It's like. <laughs> nah.
2: mm-mm, mm-mm, what? to happen. You know, happen.
0: it happens. It's you know it you know if people and, and people are just walking around with unacknowledged pain i really do believe we're just walking around like i'm fine no you're not no you're not <laughs> right it's okay and and we have a problem with saying i'm not okay yeah. it, there's
1: mm-hmm.
0: a serious problem with that and in the church world there's an even bigger pressure and i'm not sure why but there's a bigger pressure to look like you have it together but really you and the 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 church should embrace those who don't have it together. That's yeah. why I'm coming. I right. need your help, right?
2: Because right. I need your help. The doors of the church supposed to be open, but what happened right. is it's more clickish. Um, yep. I, that's what I found out. I did not know it would be like that. I went to an event at church and left the church crying, boo-hooing because the people wouldn't even let me sit at the table with them. I never forget it. I high crying to my husband who's like. You just went to church. Why are you? <laughs> are, are, these, are these happy tears? <laughs> I'm like, no. No, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is crazy to me. But I also, it's funny because that's a trick of the enemy. And even church people don't realize that they're being used by the enemy to keep certain people away. Because prime example, I've already told you, I've dealt with rejection after rejection after rejection. So I go into church and then I get rejected. What you think the devil was trying to do?
1: Make you, you bring sure. that same thing back up. The devil keeps you in cycles. Yes. Oh, yes. Period. I and mean, he wanted
2: he's... me to stay up out of there. Like I don't want you to go to church. So let me show let me show you that they do the same thing so you can believe, oh well, there's no point in that because I'm getting the same reaction.
0: Right. Like why should I go to church? And listen to the word of God. Learn it. When, oh, I'm just going to get rejected anyways. Like,
2: And even in this entrepreneur thing, when me starting speaking and going to events, um, I told you guys. I literally was like, why do these people have women events and you don't really like women? You really don't like women
1: like that. Like you're really a mean person. Yeah. (laughs) Like literally. (laughs) Like in real life. It's like the mean girls clique. Yes all over again like you're not popular you can't sit at this table you can't do this and you really have to find a comfort level of just knowing who you are in God because one person who is on his job is the devil and he knows what your weaknesses are like John 10 and 10 says that uh talks about that the devil comes to steal kill and to destroy and that God comes that we might have life and have that more abundantly. So yes. the devil knows, like, what our weaknesses are, like if that's fear, anxiety, or like depression, like what those pain points are. And so and he, he doesn't is. care if it's in a church, yeah, workplace, <laughs> family. Like he's gonna attack you. You just got to be prepared to like fight him with fight. the word of God um to be able to withstand that attack. But he he be on his job day and night, okay, <laughs> day and night, he'd work overtime, yes. <laughs>
2: Girl, and (laughs) you know, and you do just have to get to the point where you just honestly, I have gotten to the point with the enemy with certain things to where I'm just like, sir, you can mess me with that. We're not finna do this no more. We're not finna go through this same test. I'm done with that test, boo. We need a new one. I'm I'm done. Right. Mm -mm. Next. Next, next, Fast forward. Next. Pass.
1: Tell him bye,
0: Ashley. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, oh, you here again? Look, I ain't got time for you. Bye. Sir. Not today. You yeah. want to tell me I'm not enough? Whatever. Bye, because it ain't true. I'm the X, Y, Z. Like, and that's why I think it's key to know your weaknesses. Because when you know your weakness, you can now, when it comes, you're like, okay, this is this is trying to break me down. I know I might be sensitive in this area, but let me reroute. Let me remind myself what God has already said about me, mm. and I'm gonna move about my move about my day because you can go to the gas station and get tried. Like it'd be he'd be <laughs> all that on it sometimes.
2: I'm like, sir, bye. With me, he's always testing my temper because he know I can go zero to a hundred. So that's why <laughs> I've been <laughs> like on this
1: delete. Okay, God. I ain't gonna, I'm not even gonna say that so not, oh that man. used to be me temper zero to a hundred like people don't believe me like Brian, I can't see you doing that <laughs> oh, you don't remember me before. God has been working on me a lot and I've, I, I believe I've overcome it but let me be quiet cause I mean I can see another test coming <laughs> just from speaking about it but Girl, that temper the say, tongue
2: when I say it's it's like I, I'm my husband will tell you I have come a mighty long way. Mighty long way. Even my mom, before she even passed, she even used to say, she, my mama, it was so funny, I would tell her something that happened and she'd be like, "And well, what you say? Because <laughs> she knew me. And I'm like, I didn't say nothing, mama. What? You were quiet? She was shot. I was like, "Mm
0: I ain't say nothing, mama. My baby. That's when you get to see. You're like, oh, I'm breaking something because you, you would still act that way. Gotcha. It's like, ma, uh, uh, like, you don't understand. Like, I, it's me. I have, I never had like an anger problem, but I'm aware that I still suffer just a little bit from validation.
2: Mm.
0: So I already know, like, if I'm feeling some type of way. I'm like okay. Mm-mm, we're we're, just, we're I, I've learned to just change the channel in my head because yeah. I, I don't if I stay there. Ooh, mm-hmm. when you pit, make a pit stop in your old ground, on stop stopping ground, whatever it is emotionally. Ooh, you could just
1: you can dig a hole. Woo! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can dig a
2: but hole. This is
0: like and then because I remember one time in, in one of my relationships, my longest one, I yelled like to the point where I was like nauseous and and all that and I told myself I said I would never again do that and I slipped up again and I realized how drained I was I said oh I can't go back here no more Mm
1: -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. it takes all of your energy like I'd be so worked up I'm like like (laughs) I know I'm burning calories in the moment (laughs) like, like I'm just ready to fight and I'm just like why am I so upset like how did I get from like Come to like I'm I'm ready to fight yeah and I don't even like I've never really had a fight in my life besides my sisters like I mean we were just fighting in the house but other than that like I've never had a fight so one I can't fight but I'll be ready to fight and so I'll probably just get beat up I can't even let him deceive me anymore because I'm not about to get beat up by somebody else for running my mouth okay for running your mouth oh my gosh
2: the the and she talks about in her book about character and um you know how we should be represent ourselves as a lady and I believe with class and just different things like that and what I love about our God he's so awesome a lot of the rules and things that he put in place for us is so that we can be upright and blameless yes. and look. Good for him. Like when you really think about it, at the end of the day, it helps you to be appropriate. And right. so I, I love that. And for me, I, I honestly I knew that my my um, temper had come a lot in the car because I don't even Ooh, have I don't even yes. say nothing no more. A road rage? Yeah, <laughs> I don't even say nothing no more. People be about to hit me, and I just I just do this. Go ahead and keep driving because I'm like your fault. I'm like whatever. <laughs> like, you know. And-, and that's
0: crazy that you bring that because I was thinking about that the other day, like, you know, if, if you're a new believer, you'll be like, wow, there's just so many rules that God put on us, da da, da. But they're rules to help us. They're not yes. to imprison us. Yeah. They're right. not to diminish who we you. are. They're to so that you don't get in a cause he's like, Look, you're you gonna be born into sin, cool. You're gonna probably get into things not supposed to be getting into. just try to follow these rules. And I promise you,
1: I got
2: you.
1: You'll be all right. right. <laughs> and he doesn't expect for us to be perfect. Like only God is perfect. Yes. But right. he, and that's why he gives us grace and mercy because he knows we're born into sin and we're shaped into like sin. Like it, we just have a sinful nature, but his grace is sufficient yes. to sustain yes. us. Like despite whatever we do, one, he already knew we were going to do it. He knew what day we were going to do it and everything, but we just need to be able to ask him for forgiveness and ask him and for help. Like God, let, teach me your ways. Yeah. yeah.
2: And just strive not to do it anymore. I think that's the main thing is, is that, that race that we run. Are you running the race? Right Absolutely. We, you know, are you, are you at least trying? Because we all are going
1: to see it. We know that. Um, and he rewards I, effort too. Yeah. It's like I believe like he so sees,
0: he's like, you know what, girl, you trying like, I right, like let me you know, but if you just not trying and still end up in the same situations, and then you get mad at God, and He's like, "Well,
1: baby, I didn't tell you to do that again. That that was your job. <laughs> yeah, that was your job. <laughs> baby girl. You messing up. <laughs> yes. And just learning you ain't knowing the signs,
2: <laughs> okay? And just learning how to pray when you're even getting there. Like yesterday with the whole sight thing, I just went in the bathroom and prayed. I was like, you know what? Let me just pray because. I just need you to handle this, and you're going to get the best results that I can. Um, Getting angry with them, and they 27,000 miles across the country, it don't even really matter. So, you you know what I did, I'm going to let you take the rest of this and and handle it.
0: You knew my heart when I sent those emails, (laughs) I didn't mean nothing malicious.
2: Handle it.
1: What you got to (laughs) do. That's
2: it. Like, that's it that's all. And so I think that's a lot. And I think that learning that, learning to not stay angry, that's also something that I feel like I've greatly overcome. Um, yeah. I may have a, it may hit me, but I can, I get over it. Whereas it used mm-hmm. to be, it would be days and weeks, and like, oh, I'm still mad about this. And now it's like, okay, it happened
0: it happened that's like yeah. it's like your recovery time is a lot quicker yeah you know it doesn't necessarily mean oh I'll never be my it's not like my self-esteem will never be affected oh it really did will if that's part of life but where I if I stay in there it's gonna be like maybe a few hours maybe a day I give myself a 24-hour rule that's just what I do I yeah. say you know what for 24 hours if I just feel like I'm in a funk I'm and I cannot fun. get out of it it's gonna last till today. When I wake up tomorrow, we are <laughs> oh, yeah. on a new day.
2: <laughs> I agree, and I mean, he says be slow to anger, and so you know, that's 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 what I'm just striving to do. Like, just be slow to anger, like, and it's and and it's like you said, it takes it takes up too much energy anyway. So. Honestly, I just got too much to do to be mad, really. I do. I I, I got too much. We got too
1: many battles to fight to just be <laughs> mad about one thing. Like, it's just too much going on <laughs> to just be like, I'm going to give all my energy to this. Like, no, I, <laughs> I, I, just, can't. I just can't. I can't do it today.
2: Mm-mm. Not today. That you guys got from the book that you feel is worth uh, mentioning or any points other than what we have discussed.
1: Um, I would say the importance of just having um, she mentions that she started learning scriptures and praying. So even if you're starting with just five minutes a day or one scripture for the month, like the importance of being able to pull the Bible up when you need it, like just to memorize scripture. So if you make it a point to just learn five scriptures that you feel like are applicable to your life, like that could just be that can help. And then she talks about how she's starting to increase her prayer life. So those two things have been like just tremendous for me personally, like oh, learning scriptures yes. to be able to use against the devil and then been intentional about spending time with God. So every single day I'm spending time with God, just like I would want to talk to a significant other. I want to talk to God every single day, it, not making it like, oh, OK, I have to talk for this amount of time or anything, but just speaking to him on a daily basis. I agree. Right. I, agree. I like the um. I like the balance
0: of it, where because you have a, you have a spiritual you, a personal you, and then a professional you. So I like how this book is not just on the spiritual side; it's all parts because yes. balance is key. I think what was it, King Solomon? He's like he was like the epitome of balance. Um, even though he had many mess ups, overall he had a balance to his life, and that's important because too much in one area. Yes. It's going to start affecting you because if you're too much on the spiritual side, you miss out being in the real world. Right. Or just self-seeking and just all about you, 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 can then maybe neglect the spiritual side and then the professional side. And then you have to also understand that what you do professionally is important for your purpose, for your spiritual life. It's, it all goes together. so I like that
2: aspect of it, how she kind of brought it all together.
1: I like that too. Yeah.
2: Balance is definitely, definitely key. That's all we have for this episode. Um, Make sure that you guys send us your thoughts or comments or any questions that you may have. If there's a particular book that you would like us to review or um, you would like to suggest, make sure you send that to info at womenwithbalance.org. We'll be back next week with a wildcard episode where we will be talking about relationships and your expectations of those relationships. Are they realistic or no? You send us any questions or comments that you may have so we can address them. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to visit womenwithbalance.org to join our community. Connect with me on social media at Women with Balance and again if you love the show please leave a rating, subscribe and share so I can keep these episodes coming. Until next week, sis, God, love, and balance.